Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We'd like to welcome you to Madcap. In this episode, we are going to get a little bit religious up in this piece. <laughs> exactly. Singing songs was my mother's joy. We're sitting here with Darlene Hunt, executive producer of Save Me on NBC Thursdays, 8 p.m. Central Time, 7. This is Darlene's second appearance on Madcap. The first time she was here to talk about the lovely show, The Big C, in which she was also executive producer. I really like Darlene Hunt. She is a she's a great writer. Anybody who's ever followed her work, I mean, she wrote for Will and Grace. She wrote she wrote she's written for a lot of television. And I stumbled upon The Big C. I, I found I found that show much funnier than I thought it would be. <laughs> going into it when I was just when I was just flipping the channels on uh, on Showtime, and then I found out who wrote it, and I reached out to her, and then uh, we had a, we had an amazing conversation on my birthday, mind you. She made a joke saying, "That's what I do. I make dreams happen," and I found out she got this new opportunity with NBC Save Me, and I thought thought it'd be a great chance to talk to her again about the show because the show is it's pretty funny for anybody who's ever seen it. It is a show where Anne Hache plays a recovering alcoholic who who next makes you know hears the voice of god and everybody around her thinks she's going nuts she's walking around being like well god told me this god told me that but yet if you're if you're following you notice that everything she's saying is true you know what i'm saying she's like well god says it's gonna rain they're like no you don't know what you're talking about next you know there's a crazy thunderstorm or god says you shouldn't go to the gym because you're gonna be injured next you know person gets injured it's a unique show for the NBC lineup. The reason I want to talk, I mean, television has a different landscape now with, with Hulu, with Netflix, with everything. Thursday night is a, is a power lineup on NBC. That, that's, a, that's, a hard, that's a hard place to stay. I wanted to talk to her about the show, about the, about the process, about working with Anne, and what's next for good old D. Hunt. This is our conversation with Darlene Hunt. So yeah. about this show, Save Me, on Thursdays. Now, I want to know, has this? have you ever screened this show at a church? No, I, that's such a good question, and I haven't. But the first episode, we, um, you know, Anne Heche, um, who stars in it, and she starts talking to God, and so one of the first things she does is go to a church. Um, and she actually, God has told her to unload this, this coffee maker that she stole years before, and so she takes it there to donate. Jim, I have an espresso maker I'd like to donate to the church if you think you could use it somehow. Oh, well, that's really nice, but uh, one of our members gave us a restaurant-grade machine recently. We can make six lattes at a time for our homeless dinners. You know, one of our regulars said it made him feel like he was homeless in Europe. Ah, well, maybe I could just tell you something then? Yeah. God talks to me. Lucky you. We actually filmed that scene in a church that I go to in Culver City. So that was super fun, and they were all excited. And I considered that my, my tithes for a while. I'm like, look, I'm like, I'm like Sony is, is paying, uh, paying my church to uh, 
to shoot here. That 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 has to put me in good standing somehow. Did, did, um, they, did they make note of this on Sunday so everybody knew that you were bringing the church business? So everybody, you know, to be honest, I missed that Sunday. But then the following Sunday, um, the the pastor um, got a big, big kick out of the fact that the pastor I had, I named the pastor in the show after him, and <laughs> I was a little bit like I, I figured if he didn't uh, if he didn't approve, he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't probably tell me he, that he had seen the show at all. But in fact, that he fessed up. That he watched it. He loved it. He particularly enjoyed his portrayal and uh, and made a joke that he would have taken the coffee maker, which the pastor in the show does not. Uh, but point being, you know, I just found out that um, that uh, someone from Bel Air Presbyterian Church, you know, here in L.A., um, called one of our producers and said, we want to start a letter writing campaign. Um, um, to keep this show on the air, and who do we write? And um, so our producer gave her the number of uh, Bob Green or the the address to write Bob Greenblatt at NBC. Um, so point being, I, I have heard from various places that a lot of uh, you know churchgoers and um, uh, and God loving folk uh, really appreciate the show and and feel like it's it's wholesome and it sends a good message and uh, and they'd like to see more episodes. So. You know, I haven't done any official research, but um, to, to know how many, you know, whether that's under 100 or over 100 people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but you know, I've heard some, some positive response. We'll, we'll start our own little campaign to, uh, to, to, to you know I'm saying, to keep, to keep you off long. Because we definitely, because, I mean, I want to talk about this because it's a very interesting concept. And uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of room for social commentary, I feel, well, I feel like with a show like this. Do you agree? I, you know, I absolutely agree, and I think that that's what, uh, you know, why NBC was passionate about it from the beginning. They really wanted it to start kind of a big conversation and have people talking about about faith. And, um, and you know, to be honest, it, it, with, uh, with where we are at the moment, the, the show sort of undergone, underwent a reboot, which is, um, which is when I came on to it. Um, and, and it ended up getting sort of aired later than they they anticipated. Well, correction so when took, when you saved it, not when you came well, on. Well, when you saved I think that it. was I, I think that was the goal. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know. It remains to be seen. If we if we uh, if more episodes get ordered, then yes, I've saved it. Before then, I'm not so sure. But uh, you know what? I got it on the air. I certainly got it on the air, and I think it's I think it's worth seeing. But but yeah, I, I mean, uh, you know, God and 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 how He works. He, she works in our lives. Like it, it is a, a really, it's a big concept, and um, yeah, and we always wanted to have a, a big, a, you know, hope that it would provoke conversation. So, where does the show take place? In sort of anywhere, Ohio. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I.e., Cincinnati. Is that where? Is that where this is? Yeah, show? exactly. Outside suburbs. It's a suburb somewhere in Ohio. Okay. Okay. Now, when you write a show like this, is a Bible readily? Uh, accessible in the writer's room? You know, uh, occasionally, it's, it, that's, it, no, <laughs> I don't have a, I'm, I'm sort of embarrassed to say that. And honestly, what I will tell you in the moment is because when I came on it, like we literally just jumped into it and I had to write so fast and furiously. Um, and all the writers, we kind of dug deep from our personal experience and from our knowledge of sort of, uh, God in the Bible, as we as we understood it. But I think going forward, I, I would want to dig a little deeper and get more specific. But it also speaks to the lead character, who has not been 
um, you know, who, who has not been a churchgoer, and uh, and so she's kind of coming from a place of of sort of ignorance and kind of stepping into this this um, new world of getting some divine guidance. Does this show have a pastor as a consulting producer? Um, no, it sure doesn't. Um, that being said, I have gotten wind of some various um, various people I would like to bring on um, as consultants, sort of in that vein uh, going forward. And I do think that that's important, and I would like to dig a little deeper, like I said, and get more specific. Um, but, you know, there there's also the point of, you know, there's a lot of writers in the room had a lot of interesting uh, points of view and, and, and brought their own sort of um, faith and teachings and learnings uh, and things um, to the work because, you know, everybody in that room had, had been to a church or some church um, either ongoing in their lives or uh, poor here and there, um, had changed religions, had been, so, you know, I mean, uh, or had had thought a lot about God or had studied uh, and searched. Um, so, you know, without having sort of an expert in the room, um, you know, everybody's kind of their own expert on their faith journey, and we had a lot of conversations uh, about that in the room. So Beth, the main character, the I want to say recovering alcoholic, mm-hmm, uh, she mm-hmm. she talks to God in a particular place. Where does she talk to God? Where does God normally speak to her? Oh well, you know, in uh, on the toilet. Is that what you're referencing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why did y'all choose the toilet? <laughs> that was, you know, that that's uh, that was really showcased in the the second episode, and uh, we talked a lot about bringing that back. That was one of my favorite things, and I, I pitched that right from the beginning. And uh, and uh, you know, she actually talks to him in, in many different places, but that's sort of a favorite place that she prays. Uh, and I don't know, I, that's always been in my head. I like that image. Honestly, I think what I was conjuring up is, do you know if I said the name Lisa Welchel, would you know who that was? No. The woman who, okay, she, oh God, what was the name of that series years and years ago that George Clooney kind of with the handyman on? You take a book, you take a bag, you take a book, and there you have the facts of life, the facts of life. The facts of life, the facts of life. The facts of Are life. Are you with me? There's a time you got to go and show you grow, and now you know about the facts of life. Lisa, Lisa Welcher was was uh, like did a speaking tour around churches. Literally, when I was a kid, like I was ten years old, and I went to like a friend's church, and Lisa Welcher was was speaking, and it was kind of cool because she was this actress on Facts of Life, and she talked about going through various crises in her life, and she would sit on the toilet, lid down, <laughs> um, and that's where she would pray, and that has stuck in my head like all these years. Um, and and so, you know, and, and the show, Anne has the lid up, which I thought was even more comedic. Um, but then <laughs> the hilarious thing was getting notes from the network of like, could we not have, so, you know, could we have more close-ups so we don't actually see her on the toilet? And I'm like, that's the funny part. Yeah, um, but we, we, we did have to sort of scale back on how many, how obvious we were about that. She is, Beth is, is, is pretty damn funny. Uh, oh, Anna's hilarious, and she, she'll just do anything. She, yeah, she's she's peeing on lawns. She's doing <laughs> she's doing all sorts of crazy shit. And 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 I I mean, how does it? Because you've I feel like you've been gifted where you uh where you work with 
you work you've worked with some amazing actresses. You know what I'm saying previously going from Laura Linney to uh to to Anne now. And I want to know what's it like when you put words down on, a, on you put words down on paper and you have somebody else read it, but they read it differently than how you wanted them to read it. But but it's also more powerful. That's so true. That yeah, you summed that up so, so nicely. That happens constantly where you're like, oh wow, did I write that? Because I didn't expect it to be that moving. You know that happened a lot with Laura Linney because sure she takes everything to the next level in terms of um, just. Uh, pathos and your ability to to really feel for her and get inside her head. Um, so I was constantly seeing moments more beautiful than I sort of expected them or more moving. And then in, in the case of Anne, I, I couldn't love her more. And um, we always joke because all of our episodes came in short, which never happens in TV. You mm-hmm. always end up writing too long, but our episodes were constantly coming short. And I was like, I don't know, maybe it's because I write so fast. And she's like, and I talk as fast as you write. Um, <laughs> but she was just a delight for, to write for, and she is just she just wants to be funny. She just is a really great comedian and loves, like, taking comedy to the next level. There's an episode, I'm trying to think of where she's um, – She's planning to throw like a nice dinner for uh, for her husband and for his people he works with, and we flash back and see uh, times when you know he's reluctant because in the past when she was drinking she had kind of a history of embarrassing him in front of work people, including at a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And we shot a scene where she, basically she pulls her dress up at the party. <laughs> that sounds uh, right. <laughs> and, and turns it yeah and turns it into a tube top. Oh my. Um, and it is like, I mean, I just watching her outtakes is like the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, and then what we have in the show is, is pretty darn hilarious. It's worth, it's worth watching just for that. In, in the show, how'd they meet? Her and God or her and her husband? <laughs> her and her husband. <laughs> You know, I don't know that such backstory. They have like a, they have a fifteen-year-old daughter or sixteen-year-old daughter. Emily. So they, yeah. So they've been married for for a long time, and um, I can't remember we have, we have a story specifically about how they met. But she was she was the local weather girl, uh, in in town at the news station, uh, and then we kind of play that out when she, um, in story okay. when she like goes back and tries to get her old job back, that kind of thing. But yeah, they've been married for a while. Okay. Okay. So I feel like her, uh, Emily. I feel like Emily and the, and the dad have they they were very, they were very much so skeptics of of this mm-hmm. uh, of this voice from God, and mm-hmm. but I guess now they're they slow, it seems like they believe they 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 kind of believe her. Then they're like, uh, no, I think she's I think she's just crazy again. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. they believe her again. But what, how would you describe her relationship with her daughter? Because it's it's very it's very interesting, and I think it's I think there's a there's a lot of room for funny. Hey. Are you lost? I was hoping we could talk. Yeah, we don't actually do that. I know. I'm gonna do better. You'll see. Okay. Well, the door's right there if you need directions. There is such magic in you. I knew it the first second I held you. Poof. Be gone. Oh, (laughs) Oh, darn it. Guess not. You are funny. But love... What is going on? You and Ben? You and Ben Tompkins, our next door neighbor, you've known since you were six? (gasps) Dad! Oh, that is so cute! Somebody call? Make it stop! Okay. You'll see. 
What, what, what happened? Well, for starters, Mom doesn't have a clue what grade I'm in, and she calls on my friends Jessica because I once knew with Jessica. Now she knows about Ben, and I, I don't understand knows what how. about Ben? How's that? What? What? Go on. And we're and we're really kind of um, trying to to pull that through and grow that. And um, you know, it's interesting. What we always talk about is that she, you know, I mean, the girl had an alcoholic mom, so she kind of was raising herself a bit. And um, and so Beth now has to work really hard to, you know, to be a good mom. But also, she can't turn back time and be the smother mother. Um, either and dote on her every move because she's, you know, a 16-year-old girl who needs her space too. Plus, you know, there's the God thing, which is embarrassing to her. It's like she's a teenager who's now, um, you know, her mom is not hiding the fact that she she talks to God, and, and so she's really embarrassed by that. Okay, so let's t- let's talk about this uh, this he she figure that uh, mm-hmm. this, this this biblical being. I know, which I have to say, I've gotten in trouble from a little bit just because. Um, I, I, I really that whole he she thing is uh, is something I did on purpose, having her call it he she, and I really did that to only speak to sort of the mystery of God. Like I didn't want to go too far and say like, oh, this is you know this is so specific. We know what God's voice is like. We know this, um, and so I have her her sort of suggest that she kind of hears a feeling. It's a sort of a, a gender-neutral voice that almost right after she hears it, it's gone again, and she references it as, as a he-she. Um, and, and that also kind of sets up who the guest star um, is as well. But on um, I had a few comments on Facebook where people were like, if, if she, uh, she keeps calling God a he-she, I'm going to stop watching. I like everything else, though. <laughs> Well, I, I I find the he she completely appropriate, and I'm 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 really glad you put it in there. Like, uh, oh, good, that makes me feel good. Yeah, no, I, no, I am because because I mean, none of us really know what this person looks like. Uh, yeah. So it's it's kind of it's disrespectful to just keep calling it a he, a capital he, by the way. It's disrespectful yeah. to keep calling that when we have when we have no idea. And no, I th- I think I think no, I think that's very it's very forward thinking. Well, thanks, it, I really appreciate that. I think it's spot on. The next door neighbor. Now, uh-huh. tell me, tell me about this relationship. I feel like you, you, you like dabbling with with wild next door neighbors, with with older, with older, because I feel like the Big C had a next door neighbor who was who who was older had had lost her husband. Was it or was that across the street? Maybe she no, was, well, that was across the street. Oh, the same idea. Was Maureen? Was that what uh, yeah, uh, Marlene. Marlene. Okay. And any time, and this is just a writer trick too, where you totally steal from yourself. Um, but there, yes, there were, there are many shades of Marlene, uh, in, in the next door neighbor that, uh, that was in an episode, um, last week or, or yeah, it's, it's her neighbor down the street who has just a ratty old house that she's not taking care of. And she, she, Beth's neighbor reveals very similarly as Marlene from the big C that, that she, her husband passed away years ago and she's just kind of lonely and, uh, and lost her desire to, to kind of fix up with around the house because that's what he always did, and then and then um, you know Beth comforts her and fixes up her house and, and gets uh, and gets everybody involved in a, a love thy neighbor kind of way. Are we going to see uh, an increasing role by Ruby uh, in episodes? You come? know, God willing, we got more episodes. <laughs> nice. I, I would love, literally, literally, God willing. Um, 
I would love to bring her back because she was amazing and uh, and and just so great to work with. And she was really sweet. She came in to do some um, ADR and uh, and was like, "I cried during my scene. Like we, the way we cut her scene together made her cry. Made me happy." But I, I read that on Facebook too that a lot of people um, wept a little bit during that episode. So that's kind of exciting. I'm glad you I'm glad you uh, mentioned Facebook because I wanted to bring it back around to social media because the last time we spoke to you 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 talked about reading stuff on facebook now do you find it dangerous for you to read stuff on facebook because you might be it might be more critical uh i mean is it yeah yeah it it, hurts it hurts big time sometimes there was mostly there was one um the finale of the the season three finale of the big c was not well received and that really slayed me like i went on thinking because because i was really floored by it usually i know what what's our better episodes what's not and sometimes i'll avoid you know something if i if i'm not feeling great about it and i just don't want to i know i can't take the take the heat but I, you know, I really wanted people to enjoy that ending, and I, I had high hopes that they would, and they, across the board, hated it. I mean, not every single person, but a lot, um, and it, that that really slayed me. So I, I, I do try to be a little bit careful. I don't, uh, um, I don't spend too much time there, but I like to check in because you know I kind of like to know, you know, I genuinely like to know what what people are thinking and. And um, you always get surprised by both compliments and criticism, so it's kind of it's kind of fun to to read both. Have Have you ever engaged in a social media argument with uh, a critic? Um, not really. Every now and then on Facebook, I'll uh, I'll I'll write back to someone. Sometimes something really nice if someone uh, says something lovely, and I'll say thanks and. Um, and have some sort of response that way, and then occasionally I'm trying. There was something recently that, uh, oh, um, I think it was on the Big C. They were just annoyed by, like, they felt like that the men were all wimpy, um, and yeah, basically that. They didn't like how how the men were portrayed, and I made some some snotty comment about. Brian was a and, badass. So. I've been annoyed how about how many how women have been portrayed for, for years, you know. On exactly. TV. Exactly. But um, what are you gonna do? So yeah, this 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 is your way to uh, to re- to rewrite everything. So, so I, I like, <laughs> exactly. I like it. Now she's got a pretty she's got a pretty tense relationship with her husband. Now, why should her husband stick with her after all of this? After all of the cheating, after all of the... Uh, no, he's the one who cheated on her. He's the one who cheated, yeah. You probably know what I want to talk about, right? Yeah, I do. I think it's the right thing for us and Emily, so I'm just going to come right out and say it. I wanted to... An explanation for my behavior, I know. Well, that's not precisely the word I was no. going to use. What I was well, going to say... No, I mean, I just... It... <laughs> you go first. I want to Here it is. I choked on the sandwich and I died on Friday night. I'm sure of it now. That is why I think I feel so different. So alive. Well, that's certainly <laughs> one way. More. Really? Because you said quite a lot. Ever since it happened, I know things I shouldn't know. Oh, that's that's fascinating. Isn't it? Oh, it is. You've given me a lot to think about here. Yeah. Which I'm gonna do while sleeping on the couch. Oh. No, no, no. This is good. But you know, I think uh, I think what we're trying to say in a beautiful way is that, um, you know, uh, God speaking through this woman 
is really giving her a second chance at life because she had just made some bad choices, had gone down a rough road. She was drinking. Um, she's an alcoholic. And uh, and the God needed to shake her up and sort of um, – she wasn't she wasn't listening, so he he had to turn up the volume and and talk to her perhaps a little louder than he talks to to some other people um, and get very specific. He she God is really trying to get her to change her life for the better, and, and I think you know in series and what we've been building toward is that her husband you know responds to that, and it's a little thrown in for a loop because the change was so swift. And then it also seemed a little crazy. Now she's talking to God. Okay, well, this can't be real. She's obviously nuts. But but the way she is, you know, behaving and, and who she is now that she's she's present in the marriage and she's, um, she's being a respectful, uh, loving partner and wife. And, um, you know, so he's, he's responding to that and, 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 um, and, and open to that. And, and I think that says something really beautiful. There's, there's a line in one of the episodes um, where he says, you know, I don't, I don't believe that you speak to God, but I do believe that you believe, and I hope that's enough. You know, and she responds, oh, you know, that, that'll be okay for now. You know, I'll, I'll take that for now. And they, they really have kind of a coming together. And then she says later in the episode I, that she's very confident that she's, she's happy to be her husband's number one again and that she's also happy that he'll always be her number two, uh, meaning second to God. And I think that that's, you know, a cool sentiment as well, because if, if God, if you have God in your life, um, you know, you kind of need to put, um, put God first and people second and, there's just kind of an inherent conflict in there that I think is pretty interesting. Well, I was going to ask you about your your favorite scene and favorite line, but I feel like you might have just answered that question. I know. I, to be honest with you, I think that's I, I think that's one of mine because I uh, uh, you know I think it's also just really interesting in relationships where one person is a churchgoer and the other isn't, and uh, one person may have more faith than another. I I, I always think those are interesting. Um, relationships and and can absolutely you know work together for sure uh, in a really great way. But but I do think it's interesting. And uh, my last question is, uh, what is a line that I guess you wrote that you couldn't even read back to yourself without laughing? Oh my gosh! Oh, that's a good one. I I doubt I'm going to be able to come up with something. Oh, I know what it is. And this just aired, too, and I was kind of like, I know they're going to make me cut this, but I'm going to put it in anyway. Um, and then they didn't, and that made me happy. Um, but it was where and the character of Beth and her husband are getting ready for bed, and they're talking about the, the old woman neighbor who's kind of given up on her house and also her appearance. She has um, kind of a, a gnarly toe. She doesn't keep her feet clean, and... and um, Beth is, you know, having great sympathy for this woman who sort of is still mourning her husband after years. And she talks about, you know, that's part of marriage. You sort of own up to a certain amount of, like, physical grooming when you have a partner. It's like it's part of the deal. Uh, and she's and she says, like, it's also important that you have somebody else near you all the time to tell you that you have food in your teeth or, hmm. okay. um, to you know, to buy you perfumes to smell a little better or to um, to let you know when you have... 
Oh, now I'm going to forget the, how the line was worded exactly, but she references having that little tiny piece of toilet paper in her lady parts. I and think you husband. nailed it. <laughs> I think that was, I think that <laughs> that was, was the it? line. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the line. <laughs> yeah, and, and her husband says, oh, we said we'd never speak of it, and you spoke of it. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know that would that would make it on network TV, but it did. When you and when you say uh, you weren't sure they were going to allow it, who's they? Like I well, mean, NBC, NBC. There's but there was both. Uh, you know, we get notes from like the legal department where it's like things that you officially can and cannot say. So sometimes we get dinged on on just random things that we cannot, you know, are inappropriate to say. Um, Damn lawyers. And then sometimes it's just creative where they're like, yeah, we're not. We're not comfortable with that. <laughs> we we want you to dial that back. So, okay. but no one complained. All right. Well, Darlene, again, thank you so much for taking the time on a Thursday afternoon. It's Thursday night over here. Thursday afternoon over there. Uh, and I mean, I know you have a crazy busy schedule, and I re- re- really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us about Save Me on NBC, which is a, a funny ass show about. God and family and, and all of their all their fun stuff. So I mean, any any parting words for the people? No, I mean, uh, yeah, I please watch, please watch because we need the numbers and uh, you know the, my our hearts were in the right place. We really wanted to, to create something both beautiful and uh, and funny. All the way. Special thanks go to Darlene for darting over from the set of the Goldbergs to chat with us about Save Me, even though I kept her extra long. Uh, she was she needed to get back to work, but yet I needed to have my deep conversation, which I got. She's always a blessing, always great to hear her voice and wish her well on all her future endeavors. And... Madcap is produced by Dan Bloom, David Ross, and Afim Shapiro. That's a great transition right there.